I just started doing a little bit of the gymnastics coaching or handstand coaching. And initially, like I wasn't making any money. So it was easy to, to not quit my job. But the more I started to be like, oh, I can make some money doing this. It became a little harder decision. And it got to the point where it was more about like, do I feel secure enough that I can quit? And it wasn't even financially secure. It was more about, you know, having a job that's like has a title and is looked upon as like a profession, right? And quitting, leaving it to, you know, I teach handstands. It, you're like, well, what qualifies you to do that? And it's like, yeah. So it was more like that side that I found kind of hard to, to quit. So I took a six month leave of absence. Two months into it, I was like, yeah, I'm not going back. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hey you guys, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me someone I've been trying to get on the podcast for a, a hot second. I met her, I don't even know, a few years ago and it's been incredible watching her journey. If you are on Instagram and you're into hand balancing or you're into fun drawings or you're, in, you're into big butt theories or if you're into cats... You're probably already following her, and if not, well, then you should start. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Kirsty Grossart. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for, for inviting me on the show. Yeah, this is awesome. Can you tell the folks, before we even get started, where you're joining us from specifically? Um, I'm, I'm in Toronto. But more specifically than that, you're currently sitting... Oh, I'm in my wife's closet. I thought it would have the best, uh, the best sign, kind of padded. Exactly. And I love it. Like I, I honestly, guys, one, she has a phenomenal accent. But I wanted to highlight that because Kirstie is the type of person that cares about the user's experience, and I try to surround myself with people like that. And and ultimately. You know, when we're creating, when we're doing stuff, that's what it's all about. It's not about us. It's about the user and creating the best experience for them and just over-delivering. And she's inside of a closet right now with, you know, a cat yeah. behind her to deliver the best sound and, and bring the best podcast episode. So it just speaks to her personality as a whole. So I'm going to pass the mic to you officially. Can you tell the folks where you're from, just a little bit about your background, who you are, whatever you want to share? So, yeah, so my background, I grew up, doing gymnastics. Um, when I was about 19, I broke my elbow and was told I would never do handstands again. So from there, I started coaching competitive gymnastics. And I, I liked doing that, but it wasn't like what I wanted to do with my life. So I moved on, went to school, got a job, like a real <laughs> job in an office. And Maybe about seven, eight years ago, I started going to some workshops and certifications just for my own interest to learn things. And 
it was at an, one of these events where I, I just, it suddenly hit me that there was really smart, interesting, cool people doing this thing for a living, like doing this thing that I was doing for fun for yeah. a living. And before then, I just kind of thought as, you know, working in fitness was just like people in, in fitness magazines, you know, like the mm -hmm. fitness model. Totally. Or, you know, the people when you go to like the big box gyms, the, the people that do your like little consultation. And yep. so it never really like seemed like, oh, something I would be interested in. And all of a sudden there were these people who it wasn't about what you looked like or it wasn't about losing weight. It was about learning something really cool or getting really strong or just moving in really interesting ways. And I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. So I started kind of dipping my toe in the water, I guess, of coaching and learning more and, and it kind of snowballed. And now I'm here I am full time teaching handstands online. Dude, the journey. This is a, a huge, yeah. re huge reason. And I also wanted to bring you on like, there's always a common theme amongst like my guests of like, they're doing the thing, whether they whether they've just started or like they're, you know, years into it. They've seen the light they've taken a leap and they're doing the thing can you talk to us a little bit about what that was like transitioning from like you said you had a desk job like what were you doing and how was that kind of balancing that and this other thing you were doing and then kind of transitioning now into doing this so yeah so i i wrote actuarial software um what does that mean i, I don't know what that means <laughs> so it means i wrote software. So I was a software developer writing software that insurance companies use oh. um, for things like calculating their premiums, uh, calculating how much money they have to hold. So like really fascinating stuff. Um, <laughs> but it was, it, it was a really, it was challenging. Like I, I really like math stuff. Um, I like working on computers. I like logic. So it was stuff that was challenging for me and, and interesting. And the company was so nice. And the people mm -hmm. I worked with were so amazing that that's what made the decision really hard. Totally. Um, and so I had that job very stable, very like nicely paid. And then, you know, I just started doing a little bit of the gymnastics coaching or handstand coaching. And Initially, like I wasn't making any money, so it was easy to, to not quit my job. But the more I started to be like, oh, I can make some money doing this, um, it became a little harder a decision. Um, and it got to the point where it was more about like, how, like, do I feel secure enough that mm -hmm. I can, that I can quit? And it wasn't even financially secure. It was more about, you know, having a job that's like has a title and, is looked upon as like a profession, right? And quitting, leaving it to, you know, I teach yes. handstands. It can seem like you're like, well, what qualifies you to do that? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> um, I've really done it a lot. It. I like yeah. it. The people I teach have good handstands. <laughs> so it was more like that side that I found kind of hard to, to quit. So I got to a point and I was just like, I took a six month leave of absence Two months into it, I was like, yeah, I'm not going back. So I let my boss know, and he was very nice about it. Um, but yeah, and so that was just over Dude. a year ago now, um, and it's been awesome. Kirsty, you just brought up something that I don't think anyone's brought up on the show before, 
that uh, the sense of security that comes with the title, the sense of security that comes with like something that's easy for our ego to understand and get behind. Like, I don't think that that's actually been brought up. I, I think we always default to the monetary side. Like, is this financially stable? Will I be able to like have insurance? And if people have kids or whatever, like, will I be able to do this? And yeah. dude, that's like such a huge thing. I'm, I think that's going to be the teaser for the episode. Like, that's just so good because I don't think we ever talked about that. Like, that is a really big, really big thing. I mean, we see it in terms of people, like, why they want to go to PT school. And I'm like, please don't do that. Like, they, they want the letters and such. But, like, going the opposite direction now where, like, you had this, you know, phenomenal job and title and all these other things. And, you know, something comes along that you're equally good at and can thrive with. But there is that that pull there. That is – that's awesome. And the discussion that you gave just about – leaving something that's good like i had someone on the episode i can't remember who it was but i definitely had someone on where we talked about like it's much easier if like you hate your job or you hate what you're doing but oftentimes or some of the times like the thing that you're doing is is also really good and you said the people there so you were supportive and it's like something else comes along and suddenly you're like oh i'm feeling this tug but i still have this other really good thing and i love that you you know this the story that you're painting there of like you know, I, I talk about all the time, I don't really love Gary Vee, like the burn the ships method. Like, you didn't do that. It's like, you kind of let this thing grow. And, you know, you said in the beginning, you're not making any money, which is very real. And let it grow and, and, and foster it and take care for it until it becomes this thing. Then you have to make that decision, which is, man, that's just, that's just phenomenal. So so what do your days look like now? Um, yeah, so, so I work from home. Um, so I'm at home a lot of the time and I train from home. My garage is... There it is. Garden. So I get up really early because Chester gets up really early. So, yeah, I get up about 5 a.m. to feed the cat. Do you want to tell them who Chester is? Oh, Chester is my cat. Yeah. <laughs> One of my two cats, Puppy and Chester. Um, they also have their own Instagram account. So What is that? Um, Puppy Chester. There's is there an underscore? underscore yeah, there's some underscore yeah. or something in there. I will link that in the show notes, guys. Don't you worry. And actually, before I, I'm going to interrupt you, what's your Instagram handle? Like, we I should have led with that, and I didn't. Let the people know. Oh, Graz Gym Girl. There she so, is, guys. If you hadn't figured it out yet, there it is. Yeah. So that started because I train in my garage, so that's very easy for me to, you know, after I fed the cats, had some coffee, go out to the garage and train, and. <laughs> Then come back in. It, my morning takes quite a long time. So even though I get up at five, I'm probably not at my computer doing any work before like eight. Yeah, so, totally. And totally. then, yeah, I I work from home. I try and get out uh, during the day. Um, but mostly I'm working at a desk for, you know, it's still still desk job, right? Yes, So mostly it is. working at a desk. People um, don't realize that. <laughs> and... What are you doing from the desk, Kirstie? What do I do? Um, yeah. So I do my online coaching. So I have Facebook groups where I'm going in there and people are working through my online programs. They post videos in these Facebook groups and I'll go in there and give them individual feedback on their videos. So I spend a lot of time doing that. And then creating new programs. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do. So... Right now, I'm putting together um, my new handstand push-up program, mm -hmm, and that's a lot of fun. So I, I really like the technical side of putting those programs together as well as just like coming up with the programming. 
Um, so I do all the kind of website stuff there for that. Um, so yeah, I've been putting that together and, you know, and this then the normal trying to edit videos. Yep. Drawing some posts, stuff. Drawing pictures. <laughs> yeah. This so. is, I love this. This is, this is what I do. So I want to kind of tease that out a little bit before we go into like the specific, um, before we go into the specific programs that you have, I'd love to kind of just tease out like what it means to be, you know, working for yourself. So you guys listening again, I'm trying to always bring it back to like, why bring these people on? Kirstie is doing the things in so many facets, right? She is very much in the movement world, very much coaching things, uh, but then also is an entrepreneur and has her own business and is running things. So what I'd love for you to talk about a little bit, Kirstie, is how did you decide to run things the way that you're running them? Meaning you have programs, you have Facebook groups. How did you decide, like, I want to do a Facebook group and they're going to send me videos. What, what were you, did you look at someone else's model? Or you were just like, this works best for me. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So, so starting out, I really had no idea, like, what I wanted to do. I was just like, I want to do, this looks cool. I want to yeah. do something in this space. And so I just, I really did everything. Like, mm-hmm. I did one-on-one coaching. Like, uh, I did group classes in Toronto at different places. So I rented space and did them there. I coached at the gymnastics center. I coached at CrossFit gyms. I coached at, at other gyms. Um, I did some online one-on-one. You were actually my first online one-on-one uh, student. Shante. Really? Um, yeah. I remember you asked me if I did one-on-one. I was like, online. And I said, I have never done it before, but if you're if you're okay with that and prepared to figure I it out remember that. Me, I was then, just like, then let's do it. You guys, so you guys see me doing handstands and stuff, trying to do handstands and such on, on Instagram and all of the stuff, anything inverted uh, was because of Kirsty. I started CrossFit however many years ago, 2014 or so, and I was terrified of going upside down and I was following stuff online. I came across Kirsty's stuff and I was like, uh, instead of paying the big company, can I just pay you? Because you're really smart. Like I went to your website and we're going to talk about this. I went to your, and you had a big butt theory. And I was just like, this woman is clearly knows her shit and she's awesome. And so I was just like, can I pay you? And then she was like, here are crazy things that send me videos back. And I was like, oh, I can't do anything. Noted. <laughs> so, but now years later, things are great. I have no problem going upside down and it's all because of Kirsty. So that was our, our beginning. So awesome. sorry to, to, to jump in there, but Back to you. You said you're coaching at CrossFit Boxes. You started doing one-on-ones. What else? Yeah, so I was doing the one-on-one online. And then um, I started the group online because I think I had been in, in, a, in a similar setting myself. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much with the video feedback, but just in a group coaching online. Yeah. And I got so much more out of it because yes. I've bought online programs and not done them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or started them and not finished them or and so but having the group even though I wasn't a big like I didn't post a ton in the group but just having that group there for the accountability and seeing other people like checking in saying they'd done the workouts was huge for me and I was like yes. this could really work and also with that added bonus of like post a video and then I can look at your form and give you feedback and the f- first time I did that, it was a small group, but I was like, this is so powerful. Like, this yes. is what I want to do. And so that's just kind of how my business has gone. Like 
things that have worked or that I've enjoyed, I've just kind of done more of them and things that I've enjoyed less or haven't really worked out. I just don't do them. Dude. (laughs) It's so good, Kirsty. This is so good. I'm like looking at my sound bar here. That was too loud. I'm so excited though. Like it's so good. This is, this is it. Like you guys listening, you are hearing it in real time and hearing how you create things and how, you know, you create success. You start and you do the thing and you figure out what you like and what you don't like and you do more of what you like and you do less of what you don't like. Like, and you do it all to start off with. Like, this is so powerful what you're saying. Can can I ask you two questions there, Kirsty? Yeah. One, how long has this taken? Like, since like your first kind of foray into the digital space to now? And you said that your first group coaching was small. How small is small? Um, it was may- it was less than it was maybe like fifteen people in Amazing. the first group that I Amazing. had, um, and it's really hard for me to remember when I did the first. Um, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Or three years ago. Time. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, my concept of time is, yeah. is- <laughs> same way. I'm like, ah, uh, it's all the same. Either way, um, you guys hearing that it didn't happen overnight, like yeah, it took ugh. it took a it took a long time. And so, like the first group, actually, the first group I ran, um, I actually ran it as I had a class, in person class of people doing it, and then I opened it up to people online because some people were like, oh, but what about us? We don't live in Toronto, mm-hmm. and so I opened it up to people online, and they just got an email every week with the workout, and. We had a Facebook group, but there was, I think there was maybe only five in that group, but I had like 15 people in class mm-hmm. and like five online and the online people did so much better because they actually did the homework. Um, they filmed themselves doing it. So they were actually watching themselves yeah. and they, they just made all this progress. And I was like, wow, this is really, this is cool. And so the next time I did it, I just did it all online and, and put it on my website and. And then, yeah, dude, so she's saying years, but I'm going to tack on some more years to that because also what she's slid in there is that all of the hosting for this actual, for the actual programs and stuff, she's doing that. So you guys know, I've talked about in the past, like you can use platforms like Kajabi or Teachable or Member Vault, things like that. Um, They don't give you the customization ability. I don't know what the the phrase is there. You can't customize it as much as you want. Uh, So when you really want something like I need it to be like this or I want to look like that. If you have the skill set that Kirsty had, which she developed from years before that, along with all of the the knowledge she had about handstands and working with people and coaching people. So we're looking at years and years that this has taken, but it's so worth it. She also slid in there, which I love the magic of being in the room, whether the room is in person or in that digital room, right? Showing up. So from her own story, that's when she first started realizing she went to these courses and was like, oh, dude, people are like making a living doing this. And it's awesome. These people are smart. And this is really cool. And then she started her own thing and realized again, like, look at the value of this. And people are showing up and they're posting and, you know, they're holding each other accountable and just having that community there. Like, there's so much value in that. So, you know, two things from that, if, if you're thinking about starting something, like, oh, I hear is a Chester a puppy? 
It's just there. <laughs> it's almost feeding time. So two things. If you guys are thinking about starting something, I always encourage you to create some sort of community aspect with it. So if you're like, we want to do it, I want to do digital business, whatever, it's amazing. But whatever you can do to to create a community for that, it just levels things up exponentially. And like it doesn't have to be a million people. Kirsty said her first group had five people. Like maybe your first group has two people. Like that's fine. Start there the the impact can can be huge uh, and then the second thing is just show up for stuff right guys like go and try things go and join facebook groups go and take courses in person i one of the first courses that i took for a move for movement to actually learn something i think it was actually the first not one of the first the first course i took was kirsty's handstand course in new york city and i was like i don't know how to do any of this but i'm going to show up All right so go and, and experience the magic of being in the room I want to kind of te- keep kind of tease out and keep going with this, you know, educational side of things and the teaching and stuff that you're doing. Can you tell us about the big butt theory? Yeah. So that that was the blog post that I wrote that uh. I titled titled "Big Butt Theory," and it came up as a as this combination of two ideas I was having, and one of them was. Just this this constant thing I was noticing within like calisthenics and bodyweight fitness communities and, and programs, just this idea that you have to be really lean. Mm-hmm. Um, and the leaner you are, the better you can be at this cal- at calisthenics, at bodyweight exercises. And as a woman, that was always had this like, I don't, think that being leaner is better for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a certain, um, like, I totally believe that you just get strong in the body that you have and you can do all these things. And so that was one idea that was kind of coming at me. And then the other one was, um, I think it was an article in New York times or something. And it said, women, it said women and tall men can't do pull-ups. Yes. And, and, <laughs> so stupid. Um, and I think I think it's that mindset that that women have been told they can't do pull-ups that makes them think they can't do pull-ups. And totally. so they go into training pull-ups and it's like, oh, pull-ups are on the workout. I'll just grab a band and just just do pull-ups. And they never progress beyond that because they don't believe they can. And a big point of the article was showing it doesn't really matter. Um, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, you can be capable of doing pull-ups. And so big butt theory is this idea that as women, we tend to have a lower center of mass. So certain movements are more challenging, right? Specifically things like a, like a planche. So a planche is you're basically, you're balancing on your hands, your shoulders are in one direction, your legs are in the other direction. And so in this case, you know, the, the depending on where your center of mass is, it can be much easier or harder. The closer your center of mass, the higher your center of mass, the, the much easier this move is. Um, and the lower your center of mass, the harder this move is. And so for movements like that, you know, you can argue that for women, that's going to be much more challenging or for a front lever um, yeah. or for tall men, again. Mm-hmm. But something like a pull-up where you're pulling vertically <laughs> – it shouldn't make that much difference where your center of mass is. And so I think there was some, I did an experiment where I, I wore a weight vest 
um, on like, so that that's kind of on my upper body. And then I attached weights to my legs and yeah. it was about the same amount of weight that I could do in a weighted pull up in both cases. And it was just kind of trying to show that it doesn't matter where your center of mass is for, for something that's vertical, right. Yeah. Versus something where your center of mass is, totally. is further out. It's like physics, man. Um, <laughs> So lever arms yeah. there, like yeah. <laughs> it got a little, it got a little kind of technical. My, my so good physics, physics background coming out there, but so good. Um, but the, it, it was meant to be kind of twofold. One, women can do pull ups, right? Yes. If, if you want to learn a pull up, you can do a pull up. And two, um, yes, there are certain exercises that might be more challenging to do a certain way if you're female. So like a planche with straight legs, with legs straight out, might be more challenging, but you can use other things to your advantage, right? So a lot of women are more flexible, so you can use that and do mm. like a really wide straddle planche. I've mm. never seen a guy do a really nice like planche where he's in like a middle split, gotcha. um, whereas a lot of women can do that. And so it's more about like figuring out ways that you can – you can do things with the body that you have rather than being like, oh, well, I just can't do that because I'm a woman. So, so good. There goes so that. Good. <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> can you keep on with that and just, I'd love to hear kind of, and I don't even know if you have like an elevator pitch for it, but like your general approach to training, your mindset with things like, dude, you wake up at 5 a.m. and then you're like exercising and working out in a cold garage, like, you have a you got something going on there your mindset is is on point clearly but what's your general approach to this kind of stuff so i i i like training and i like strength training um but i need to have a plan i am i'm not good at training if i'm just if i just write on a piece of paper something like handstand day I'll go out to the gym and I'll do a few handstands and then I'll probably skip a lot of the warm up stuff. And so the reps won't be very good when I get to the, this, the advanced skills. And then as soon as I start like, ah, that one was hard. I'm going to go in and have breakfast. (laughs) So, um, so it's really important for me to have like a bit of structure in my training. And it's not that I necessarily stick to that a hundred percent. Like if I'm doing something and it's like, Oh, that, my body's not happy with that or I'm just like not strong today. Like I'm, I'm happy to modify and adapt, but if I have no structure or no plan going into it, then it's not going to be a great workout. Totally. Um, and then strength wise, like I do a lot of strength, like body weight strength training. So I've been working a lot of handstand pushups because I've been working on this program and I've just started training my planche again. And so I'm quite good, um, well, good, quite strict at like making sure I log things with mm. that and track like, okay, how many reps and sets were I, was I doing? How long was I holding the planche for? And just pushing myself each week to progress um, because we can get into this pattern like a 10-second planche this week is hard and next week it's still going to be hard. But if I want to get stronger, I've got to kind of push a little beyond that. So I have to look and say, okay, last week I did 10. I can probably do 11, right? Mm. So trying to get that little bit further because you can spend weeks and weeks and weeks just on that same 
level if you're not totally. making sure you're tracking things and, and progressing. So I'm a little bit, uh, I like spreadsheets. Yeah, so she does, she does. I, but you don't, you can just have like a piece of paper, right? Whatever, like a notebook. Um, just making sure if, if your goal is to get stronger, um, just making sure you, you are progressing that. Yeah, actually um, doing the things to get stronger. Kirstie, do you feel that body weight training is enough? And I, that's a very vague question and intentionally vague. Is body weight training enough? I think it, you can, you can do a lot with body weight training and you could probably have a program that's going to keep you strong and keep you healthy just with body weight alone. Um, and the great thing about that is like, you don't need lots of equipment to do that. But I think if you want the most optimal or most efficient way to get stronger, there's a lot of times where using weights is just makes more sense. Got it. Um, so like some exercises, like if you want really the strongest legs possible, um, it's hard to do that with body weight. You can do yeah. some really cool body weight strength exercises, getting strong in lots of different ranges of motion. But if you want to get really strong legs, you should probably be using some weight. And sorry, you're going to. I was going to say, you guys, uh, why don't you go Google shrimp squat? Because uh, Kirsty was like, we're going to do this. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> My legs don't even bend like that, but you guys go check that out because there's a ton of cool stuff that you could learn how to do with just your own body weight. So I love that you brought that up there. But just thinking back to the uh, thinking back to the fun things that you pointed out that I it was like it was like Pinterest fail 101. <laughs> Cursey like sent a video and I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm like, what in the hell? How is she doing this? But you'll be happy to know. All of these things are getting so much better. Like just, you know, with time and continuing to work on things, like everything is way, was way better. Like I'm very close to that shrimp squat. I don't know, three years later, four years later. So it's coming. Yeah. Well, I've seen you've been doing all that, that all my leg, leg stuff. Knee all um, my knee stuff. Very impressive. And your splits. Dude, it's coming. Actually, I want to talk yeah. to you about that. Flexibility training. Cause you also do that. What does that look like for you? And what does that look like in terms of what you teach, what you preach? So right now I do no specific flexibility training, like mm -hmm. as in training that I'm doing to increase range of motion. So I'll do movement, uh, where I'm working in different ranges of motion. So like I do a lot of like exercises, like shrimp squats, where I'm getting into my end ranges, yeah. or I'll do a lot of handstands where I'm in, um, a wide straddle. Um, and I do a lot of handstand work, like my, my overhead mobility, but there's no flexibility that I'm like, I want to improve or get better at that position. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so in my case, just using the ranges of motion, just moving in them and moving through them and being strong in them is enough to maintain everything that I have. Um, for people who don't have the range of motion. So for someone who doesn't have the overhead mobility so they can't get their arms fully overhead for a handstand um, and they want a straight handstand, then that person needs to be working on flexibility training or mobility training, um, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and so there's, there's different approaches 
that you can use um, to improve that range of motion. Um, my my kind of favorite approach is 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 a combination of you know static holds, so spending time in that position, mm-hmm. but also then doing some work in that position. So whether mm-hmm. that is like um, like a pails and rails, if you mm-hmm. into functional range conditioning to FRC, um, or whether that's just um, like a, a more common, like just a isometric in that position, um, whatever method it is, it's some work in that position. Um, is that, that, that teaches the nervous system that it's safe. It allows you to get a little bit further. Um, and then you can spend some more time in that position. Um, typically I encourage people to then try and use that range of motion. Um, even if it's not like the full end range, but just doing some movement where you're working a little bit in that position, because that's what really like helps you maintain these gains um, from session to session. Dude, you guys listening, 100%, you guys listening should be chomping at the bit because she's speaking our language. She's talking about the queen, she's talking about the nervous system, she's talking about you know, strength through length, length through strength, whatever you want to call it, owning every position. For those of you listening that don't know what pails and rails are, so that's from the FRC, functional range conditioning, which is what she said, paradigm, which is basically uh, basically PNF made sexy, right? So a pail is progressive angular isometric loading, meaning that the angle that we're working through is getting bigger and we're, you know, contracting tissues. And then a rail is regressive angular isometric loading, so the angle is getting smaller, and in, in, in for which we're contracting tissue. So again, she's talking about owning the ranges. And I love what she said in there in the beginning of this, that she's not actively working on imp- increasing her range, just maintaining it and utilizing it. I guess she might probably better way to just utilizing it. And if you guys watch her, her stories, if you watch her, uh, her posts rather, you see like this chick is like all up in these, these, these end ranges, but it always looks very safe and strong. I think that's one of the biggest things that attracted me to you, like watching your stuff. And I was like, dude, I, I want to be like this because it wasn't like, oh, she's passively, you know, hanging on every ligament and, and at end range. Strick looks like, I'm like, she could like probably lift a bunch of weight while in this position, super solid. And then you go and try, I go and try it. And I'm like, okay, I look like I'm flopping in the wind here, but you see the strength that's there. I want to tease that out a little bit, actually. Um, can you talk a little bit about elbows, I guess elbow hyperextension too, because it comes up and like if you watch your videos, like you have it, like how does that play into movement? How has your experience been, you know, after your your elbow stuff? What does that look like? Yeah, so elbow hyperextension is something that people see and it can, and, and they think, oh, that elbow's about to break. <laughs> so I got a lot, of, when I do post videos and I'm doing a one-arm handstand and my elbow's hyperextended and I get so many messages from people who are worried about my elbow. And I, I honestly, I don't think they're being mean. I think it's just, you know, it's honest from real concern um, that they think I'm going to hurt myself. But the thing with hyperextension um, is it's very different from like joint laxity. Okay. I'm not just like, flopping into a position that I don't have any strength in. Um, I train a lot to be strong in that locked out position so that when I do handstands in that position, my arm is strong. 
um, training the alternative would be if I was to do a handstand with a slight bend in my arm. And one, that is very unstable mm-hmm. um, and almost impossible to do that. Um, so I don't really recommend that people necessarily try to kind of hold, if they have, have hyperextension, to hold a slight bend. Like that can itself put a lot of strain on those smaller ligaments around the elbow. Um, what I would more likely encourage them to do is strengthen uh, that that straight position. So that's where their end range is. So work on strengthening that position and some things you can do um, you, and start really light, but doing bicep curls, really working just on that end range. So going from that hyperextended position to a slight bend and work on strengthening that position. Um, doing the same thing with a tricep exercise. So working on just that, that end range of your tricep. So strengthening that position and the more strength you have in that position, um, the more safe you're going to be when you're, when you're doing things like handstands. Amen. You guys, let's actually speaking our language. Like this is just, yes, all the, yes. Like you hear it all the time. And like you said, it comes from a good place, but guess what? Gravity's going to take you there anyway. So you got to own it. You got to train it. And this way, when gravity does take you there, you're not like, oh shit. And then your stuff breaks in half. So Kirstie, if, if I was a listener, I'd be wanting to know, how can they work with you? What do you have going on right now? You, you touched on or alluded to tease this handstand push-up program, but like, what do you have? Tell me all the things that you currently have right now. Oh my God, so, the, is that the cat or the door? Yeah, the cat. She's, she's been sitting for a while looking at me like, it's so unfair, you're not feeding me. Um, and so she came over, but she uh, she's not going to starve. Um, so what do I have? So my main program that I teach is my master, the handstand coaching group. And this is where you're going to get the most individual feedback from me, but in the group setting. So, um, if you are newer to handstands and really want to work towards that freestanding handstand, um, whether you're, you know, still trying to get up the wall or whether you're trying to move away from the wall. Um, a big thing we do in that group is, is working on bailing to, so that you mm. can overcome that fear of kicking up Huge. away from the wall. And then we spend a lot of time working on balancing. So um, that's my like big master the handstand coaching group. Um, I also have a press the handstand program, which is for more advanced students. So once you have that freestanding handstand, working towards being able to press from the floor up the handstand. Um, I just launched that as with a community group, um, which has, it's going to have a Facebook group so you can interact with other people who are working on the program. Um, it doesn't have the video feedback in the group, but what we're going to do is group coaching calls where Ooh. you can share videos and I'll kind of talk about them um, in that group setting and answer any questions people have. So that's a new experiment that I'm, like that I'm trying at, but I think it's going to be super fun. Um, and then the other program I have is handstand building blocks. So this program was a collaboration with uh, Kate Galliott. And uh, I started, I actually did some one-on-one training with Kate because I was having 
this was four, maybe four years ago because I was having some shoulder issues. Um, and I worked with Kate to kind of work on how I could get back to doing all the handstand stuff I wanted to do. And a lot of the stuff I then started using with my students. And I was like, wow, this stuff is really good for people wanting to do handstands. So we kind of worked together to come up with, you know, I, I said to her, these, this, these are the things that I want people to be able to, to do, to have a good handstand. And so then she came back to me with some exercise saying, oh, well, we could do this to, to help build those requirements. And then I put them into like, here's how we link it with handstand drills. And so it was a really fun collaboration kind of using her, her like knowledge of, of, you know, um, I guess how to make people unbreakable. That's her Mm -hmm. thing, uh, with my knowledge of handstands. And so that program, um, right now you, you can work through that on your own. It's a great foundation program for anyone who has never done handstands and wants to start, right? Really helps you build everything that you need to be able to do a handstand. Um, so you don't have to worry when you're kicking up, oh, are my wrists strong enough? Is my shoulder mobility good enough, right? You know when you get to that stage that you have all the things that you need. So good. Um, but it's also a really great program. Like I tested the program myself and it's a really great program for for more advanced hand balancers to really like um, get everything working a little bit better. So I like that. I think of it, it's called handstand building blocks because – you can think about the way you build your handstand um, the same way you build a tower of blocks, right? So if you think about the base, right, your hands and your wrists at the bottom, if there's something not working that well there is something that can be improved, you know, that's going to affect everything else in the tower. So you improve, you know, your wrist mobility, your wrist strength, your forearm strength, how your hands are moving. You improve that and you improve everything above it right? You then go and improve your shoulders a little bit. And that then compounds on top of that improving your wrist. So it's really about building everything in this tower and and it can really help people, people of any level. I love it. I'm like pumped listening to this. This is amazing. Is there something else? What else is there? Uh, And then, then there's the, the handstand pushup, which is, is almost so close to being done. (laughs) Dude, I've been saying that. I've been saying that for like two months, but I really think that it'll be done by the end of this month. And this is a so. I mean, I'm coming from the CrossFit world. We're using walls all the time. This is for freestanding handstand push-ups. Yes. Yes. So it it works towards a freestanding handstand push-up, but there's lots of levels for people just wanting to build like their bent arm pushing strength, um, overhead bent arm pushing strength. So. For a lot of people who train handstands, they train so much straight arm pushing mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bent arm is really kind of a weaker link. So there's the way the program's structured, you can come in there if you're you're already pretty strong and you can be like, I'm just going to get straight into the handstand push-up stuff. So you can get straight into either working on the wall or working freestanding on the handstand push-up. But if you're like, I, you know, I, I really lack that bent arm overhead strength. There's a lot of like programming that in there for you to get started, um, just to start building up that overhead pushing strength. Um, so, this is so good. It's uh, this that's is exciting why it's taken me to you. so long. 
dude, it's so good. <laughs> I get why it takes you long. This, you know, it was one of the first things I said in the podcast. Like, Kirstie is here for the user. It is all about what is the best way to make the user badass, right? That's stolen yeah. straight from Kathy okay. Sierra. Like, how do you make the user a badass? And so much of that is going to be in, in how you create the program and like have you looked at this thing and is is the interface easy to use and is the are the progressions appropriate like she's thought of all the things and given them to you and next year Kirsty I'm absolutely going to be doing your press to handstand course it's guaranteed awesome. that's my 2021 goal 2020 I was like I'm gonna get some splits and like make my <laughs> knee not fall off 2021 hopefully my hip flexors will be a little bit better going into it and uh I'm excited about this. This is how can people? I almost forgot. How can people like go and and find these things and purchase these things and sign up for these things? So they're they're all on my website, um, which is garagegymgirl.com. Um, they're also mm-hmm. all linked from my Instagram. Um, so if you go to my Instagram and then click the link in my bio, it's got one of those you know pages where there's there's multiple links that you can yeah. click on and, and find all those programs <laughs> that's so good you guys it's consistent branding she knows what she's doing garagegymgirl.com or on the instagram garagegymgirl and she has a uh they're doing it the right way so you guys this is totally tangent here but if you're in the social media space you're even the digital business space i recommend that you move away from using linktree in your bio it always breaks and also get that SEO and get that traffic to your website. So just create a page on your website, have links on that, and then link that in your bio. It just is is better. So guys, go do that. Before I let you go, Kirsty, I end every podcast the same way. Do you have anything else that you want to share with the people? You've already shared a ton, but I want to just give the mic to you. Oh, um, Anything I want to share? I think um, I think the big thing that I would really like to share is is really that what my business is about is about building community and about coaching. And whether you're someone who just wants to go on my Instagram and learn a few things, you know, check out my cats. Um, <laughs> or whether, you know, you want to buy all the programs, you're still part of that community. And so I really love just that interaction with people. Um, and, you know, so if you're on my Instagram and you, or you try one of the exercises or you find my cat funny, just, just, you know, letting me know and saying, Hey, giving me a wave. Um, because that really like, it's, it might sound silly, but that really makes it seem really worth it for me. And um, I, I recently did these this month, I've been doing these like follow along evening movement routines. And one of the things I asked people to do in the email was just like, email me and let me know if you're doing it. Um, and so many people have just emailed and said, oh, yeah, I, I did it after swimming and it felt good. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And then like friends of mine who I didn't even know were on my mailing list are like, yeah, I tried it. It felt really great. It was nice to see you and the cats. And it just like, (laughs) it it really gives me that feedback that, you know, we're all part of this community and, and um, yeah, that's That's amazing. Kirsty, you guys listening, now you see 
like full circle why I brought this woman on. Like she's just absolutely incredible. If people want to get on your mailing list, is that also in the bio link? Probably. Um, <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, it should be. There, there should be. You might have to okay. sign up for something, a freebie for some free movement okay. routines. That, that's, a, that's definitely in there because that was this month I was doing these. Um, get your free Perfect. movement routines so i love it so free movement routines and then you can get on that that uh email list and just she's all about connection you guys hear it and kirsty you are phenomenal like just thank you for everything you've done you're doing just thank you for being you thank you for coming on the show this this was awesome thank you truly truly appreciate it oh thank you so much for having me on i know we've yeah. talked about this for like like a long time two years yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it happened well, exactly when it was supposed to happen <laughs> you guys listening thank you i know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us and for that we are both endlessly endlessly appreciative my asks for today if you loved the episode please share it with somebody else you think could benefit you guys heard from the jump Kirsty, this woman speaks to my soul and just echoes my message. And I want to get this out as, as far and wide as we can. So if you loved it, please share it. If you if you liked it, give me some stars and share it. All right. All right. Officially wrapping it up this time. Until next time, friends, Kirsty and Maestro. Bye.